What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into not only a brand new episode, but a brand new month. Welcome to April, homies. Welcome, welcome. We made it through another month. So good to see you. You guys look great. Mm-hmm. Um, Love what you did with your hair. Fantastic. Very cute. Very cute. I like this outfit. Tell me where you got it. Um, but also, did you prank anyone? <laughs> did you do did you do a sassy little prank? I'm dying to know. Tell me the truth. <laughs> How did it go? Did it go well or did it have dire consequences? <laughs> I will say first and foremost, I did not participate in the April of the Fools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do hang around with a crowd that sometimes takes it too far, mm-hmm. so I have to be That's the uh, entertainment picky. crowd. Yeah, gets yeah, yeah. a little bit too, <laughs> a little out of pocket when sometimes. You, when you hang out with all comedians, you learn that perhaps you could be topped on April Fools, and yeah. maybe you should chill out. <laughs> maybe it's not worth it, you know. <laughs> and I can tell you're very serious about not doing an April Fools prank because you're actually predicting the future. You already mm-hmm. know now. Oh, yeah. That you won't be doing a prank. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm 100% planning to not prank anyone. Solidified. <laughs> Solidified. I, too, have no plans to do any types of pranks. I normally don't. They're, I think I did one when I was in like, el- like elementary school, and it was mm-hmm. not quite successful. And I said, I'm going to hang it up. I'm going to hang my, pr- my prank hat up. I don't think this is the life for me. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck. That has definitely been the truth. Okay. But... I think as a horror fan, and as all of you homies probably know, pranks can go terribly wrong. And that is the risk you run when you yes. want to be a little a comedian, mm-hmm. a jester of types, the fool, then you <laughs> then you might have <laughs> some horrible things happen. Needless to say, I know this is coming out a little bit after April 1st. Mm-hmm. However, it's close enough that we wanted to do a little something something for it. So we decided to look at a movie that is all about a prank going wrong. Mm-hmm. And Sorority Row kind of fits the bill. Yeah, pretty, it truly does. Pretty perfectly. Uh, I remember looking at the list of like, I remember going into Google and typing in horror movies that are based around pranks and being mm. pleasantly surprised with the amount that I found. Yeah, there there are a lot. I think it's easy to forget sometimes in these movies because the prank is just like the catalyst for the event. Right. So you kind of forget that that's it. Mm-hmm. but Or that's even a part of the movie, I suppose. But interestingly enough, Carrie was on basically every list that I looked at. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, sense. oh, yeah. <laughs> we may, may have jumped the gun a little bit with our Carrie episode. <laughs> <laughs> it works. This kind of it works back to back. It'll lead us into April nicely. Yeah, it's a nice transition because we're going from high school into college, you know? Into- Yes, we're graduating. We graduated. Um, and can I say, 
Sororities, although I realize are a thing, I have never witnessed live in the wild. All I know really about sororities and fraternities is what I have consumed from pop culture. Mm -hmm. I... As a child, being in a sorority was never something I was interested in at all. Um, but I did have this idea when I was younger after watching The House Bunny that if I did go and try and be in a sorority, that I would be both too kind and too cool to be accepted. So I would branch off, mm-hmm. create my own sorority where everyone was accepted. Mm-hmm. And I would start dating the lead singer of the All-American Rejects. Oh, um, so that's what I learned from watching movies about sororities. Gotcha. That's what I believe them to be. That was both very specific and also <laughs> very thought out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being dead ass serious <laughs> when I tell you that the house bunny was like, I was like, yeah, this is what a, this is what it would be like. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sure, this makes a lot of sense. Or you get the sororities of horror movies where it's just all girls running around in crop tops and pajama bottoms mm-hmm. being picked off one by one. Yeah. And uh, and we didn't have, that was not a thing at our school. So once again, I didn't have a chance to really meet anybody who was in one or see one up close or even go to a party. So yeah, because that- our... Our college was nowhere like the traditional uh, college yeah. that you go to. Like we went to art school, so we didn't have any any sororities, any fraternities, any of that stuff. We didn't have to participate in that yeah. culture at all. We didn't even have clubs. We like didn't you have could clubs. you could start a club, but it wasn't even really it, like it was unofficial. Like you were just like, hey, do you guys want to meet and like <laughs> yeah on pro- the third floor? <laughs> yeah, you guys want to meet on the third floor and just like talk about i don't know like our feelings and then that was like the you know like the health and wellness club (laughs) (laughs) and then perform that in front of the whole school and then yeah and then yeah basically so yeah i've never seen one up close but it's a popular it's a popular movie thing like sororities i think are prime to make content out of Mm mm-hmm and I I realized that that was true because when I went to go watch this movie, which is in fact on Tubi, I did see also Sorority Party Massacre, mm. Sorority House Massacre, mm. and then of course the um, 1986 original The House on Sorority Row, yes. which this is a reboot, make, yeah, yeah, remake, reboot of the original um so yeah, like I said, very popular. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, had you, by the way, homies, if you couldn't tell by the title and how deep in the episode we are, we are talking about Sorority Row today. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you had you seen this movie before we uh, decided to cover it? I have. Oh, yes. Okay. I had seen. I have. I've seen this movie before, and I've also seen The House on Sorority Row. Okay, I see. I had not seen either. Actually, I really thought I had seen. Uh, this one. I thought I'd seen Sorority Row uh, when we decided on it. Right. Probably because uh, it's like every other college slasher, slasher <laughs> yeah. that was coming out at the time. <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Um, but as the movie went on, um, it was very clear that I hadn't seen it before. Um, so it was a new experience for me. And I am excited to discuss this new experience with you because it was an experience. <laughs> yes. But... 
without further ado, should we just jump into the episode? Yeah, let's go ahead and pledge. Let's do it. Rush Stay week, applied? let's go. <laughs> All right, well then, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into it. Homies, we are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But today we are talking about Sorority Row from 2009. This movie was directed by Stuart Hendler with a screenplay by Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger based on the Seven Sisters screenplay by Mark Roseman. It is starring Brianna Aviga as Cassidy, Leah Pipes as Jessica, Rumor Willis as Ellie, Jamie Chung as Claire, Margot Harshman as Chugs, and with special guest appearance from Carrie Fisher as Mrs. Crenshaw. The sisters of Theta Pi share a special bond with one another, with a chapter built on trust, respect, honor, secrecy, and solidarity. The Theta Pi girls believe their friendship will last forever. That is, until a payback prank goes horribly wrong, leading the girls to murder one of their own and toss the body down a mine shaft. Now, on the eve of graduation, the Theta's past is catching up with them as a shady figure wielding a tire iron begins to mercilessly murder everyone attached to Theta Pi. Insert trampoline pillow fights, jacuzzi bubble baths, and a killer with the accuracy of an MLB pitcher here. Our film concludes with the girls of Theta Pi confronting their past on what could be the last night of their lives. Also, she was definitely still breathing. Roll credits. The deepest breaths <laughs> I felt. I guess I know he was distraught, so he probably wasn't paying attention to that. But oh, do not also, forgive him. Do not forgive him. She also him. flips somebody off and turns on her cell phone, <laughs> which is a flip phone, by the way. So she had to flip it open and <laughs> turn her camera on. Um, all I'm saying is do not support notice. this man and his actions. He doesn't notice a, a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hopping into this movie, first and foremost, uh, Sorority Row is a slasher film. For those who have not seen it, this is very much like your run-of-the-mill college slasher. So keep that in mind as we discuss this further. But um, diving directly in, Erica, I would love to know... Um, what do you have in your notebook? Okay, so the first one I put was the choreographed dance, sad face. Because <laughs> sad face. <laughs> we, for, I will say, I actually like the way that this movie opens. Like, I uh, like the shot of it just panning into the house and getting into the house, and there's this huge party going on, and we kind of roll our way through this party. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that it's it. It's not like I like when movies set us up and you know exactly what it's going to be because right away I know exactly what kind of sorority type movie this is going to be. Right. It's like the very heavy party, naked women, drunk people kind of situation. 
However, I feel a little tricked because I think it sets it up to be more fun than this movie actually is. Like this movie, this bit begins and it makes it feel like it's going to be like really like fun and lots of party and stuff, which to some degree it is, but it's not. This movie to me is not like a fun movie. Mm hmm. But while they're panning through, <laughs> we get a we, we see Cassidy for the first time, who I recognize her actress from Step Up To. Like that's what ah, I know her actress from. And okay. of course, the first minute we see her, her friends are like, Cassidy, come on. And she like hops in front of them and they break into a choreographed dance <laughs> that they <had> obviously like <laughs> rehearsed. <laughs> rehearsed before the party and i just couldn't i was like why'd they why'd they do cassidy like that everybody else is just kind of like living their lives and chilling and she like has to go up and do like a camp rock (laughs) like a like we rock a little breakdown for a couple seconds but i will say when successfully done a good choreographed dance does hit it does. It does. Hey, I, w- I will give I will give them that. This one, however, uh, we only got to see the first eight count. Didn't look like it was leading towards a hit. It looked a little <laughs> floppish, <laughs> but we didn't get to see the whole dance. So I can't talk too much. Fair, fair, fair. But I, I actually agree with you. I like the intro of this movie as well, because I do think it sets up the vibe. Everything that you are coming to expect, like you said, is pretty much covered in this first bit. I do love that we get a little mini peek at our den mother of Carrie Fisher. It was Mm -hmm. just nice to see her there. But yeah, basically this first shot is what I thought fraternities and sororities were 24 seven. I'm talking about skewed ideas of what these things are because we didn't experience it. This portrayal of the college lifestyle of the frat and the sorority sisters is what I expect when Mm -hmm. I think of them. Yeah, I agree. This is like what I picture. And I am sure that there are probably parties like this because the whole point is it's like you have this whole house mm-hmm. to yourself kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a raging party. Mm-hmm. And we meet our group of girls we basically do. right away. We we after we go through this party, we meet our main five who mm-hmm. are going to be the like the ones that we follow for the majority of the movie. And half of them are from Disney Channel. One of the girl who plays Chugs is Tawny from Even Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> the girl who plays um uh, Jessica is mm-hmm. from Pixel Perfect. Okay. And then I actually think I think that's it. I think that's the, those are the only ones that are from Disney. Mm-hmm. However, the guy that plays Garrett, I also recognize him from um, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. So he was also a Disney Channel star. Wait, 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 wait. Who is he in Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire? He's the son. No, really? I promise you. Look at him. Look at their face. He still has that face. In this movie, he still has that, like, baby face. Uh Uh-huh. And so it's very strange to see him <laughs> doing the things he's doing in this movie because, uh-huh. yeah, he is. Uh, he in fact was from that film originally. Well, I will be damned. I, I mean, I believe you. <laughs> I am not one to question Erica's Disney knowledge. I know better. Um, but you are right. We do meet our 
our cast and crew, which I don't mind this group, actually. I, I do enjoy, we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but I do enjoy when your group, most of the people are different enough that you can tell them apart. And I do think these characters, they're similar, but each one for me had enough of a unique trait that I could um, separate them for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, that arguably made a couple of the characters a little bit one note, but we'll get into that later. Regardless, them as a as a unit, I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I did think that they were an entertaining cast to follow. Uh, however... I really want to talk to you about this prank and and the catalyst to to everything that happens in this movie. Uh, what went what wrong? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what went right? Well, okay. So we also have the ever so talented <laughs> Adrena Patridge as um what's her name? Megan. Megan. As Megan, um, who is the girl that they are helping pull the prank mm-hmm. this this casting to me felt very much paris hilton being in house of wax yes. like I, I meant to rewatch the trailer before we did this but i remember when this came out that was what i was the most interested in was knowing that she was in it because i mm. i thought maybe she had a bigger role and i was also just interested in, interested to see if she could act at all she has two lines in this and they're both not great. She's not, <laughs> they they kill her off very, they, before they even kill her off, they said, we're going to make you unconscious for the majority of your scenes. So don't, you don't even have to worry don't about even, it. Don't even stress. worry about any of that. But this prank is just, a, just a comb, a recipe for disaster mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let me walk through this prank. This is what they had in mind. They pretended like they gave him roofies so he could give her multiple pills, but then he they said he gave her too many and so she was dying. They mm-hmm. tell him to put her in their car. They drive him all the way out to an abandoned mine shaft, put her on the ground, tell him to find rocks to cut her body into pieces. They all split up, leaving him alone. Uh, What's-her-face has the audacity to say, if there's air in her lungs, she's going to float in the water. (laughs) And then they leave him. And he kills her. <laughs> when was the prank supposed to end? Like, where was the that gotcha That is moment? the question, right? That is the question. When were they going to finally reveal that this shit was a prank? Because this is a perfect example of taking it too far. We're talking about taking pranks too yeah. far. This is it. This is the version. Yeah. You had several different times where Mans was pranked. He was sufficiently pranked. Yes. But we had to keep it going. For why? He was, because they say, so not only that, but this is Chugs's brother. Yeah. And this is, now Megan and him did date and he cheated on her. And so that's why she's getting revenge, which we later find out that he cheated with Jessica. So what the, f- 
What? Fuck. But <laughs> regardless, their whole thing is Megan wants revenge because he cheated and Chugs wants revenge because she thinks that he's a womanizer and he needs to learn a lesson for that. And I feel like if that was the case, first of all, this prank is really fucking weird. It's just yeah. like an out-of-pocket prank. Why would you act like that you died? I, I feel like there were many <laughs> different avenues. But if you were going to go that route, I feel like just having him think that, like keeping it in the house and just having him think that she died in the bedroom would have been sufficient. Like, mm -hmm. just leave that, like, let that go on for maybe a little bit where he, like, leaves. And then maybe when you go down in the car, like, have her come with you. And then she can be like, gotcha, I know bitch. you cheated on me. <laughs> yeah, I know you cheated on me. Like, fuck you. We're, we're over kind of mm -hmm. a thing. But you drove him all the way <laughs> to an abandoned mine shaft where he and you convince him that if anybody finds out about this he's gonna be in so much trouble and you didn't think that he was like going to even if he didn't kill her we have evidence that he's a pretty shitty guy towards women i mean he was okay with roofing her not but 20 minutes ago so you don't think that you should be wary of his actions. Like you didn't think that he react poorly mm -hmm. in some manner to that. <laughs> so the only thing to settle on is the body. Do we wrap it in the blanket as is or do we chop it into little pieces first? <laughs> okay, let's try not to leave our DNA all over the place. Thank you. So what's it gonna be? One big chunk or little bits and pieces? Um, in pre-med we learned that if there's air in the lungs or in the chest cavity, the body will float to the surface. Yeah, she's right. We, we can't have her body floating to the top. Yeah, somebody will find her. What about those implants? Does silicon float? All right, everybody spread out and find sharp rocks to dismember the body with. So how long are you gonna keep this going? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Cass. This is funny and all, but... You're right. That's why we're doing it. Because it's funny. Now, that is fair, and I do not intend to defend our ladies at all. Um, but I will say the, the shock factor of my man's just taking a tire iron and without hesitation, just plummeting mm -hmm. that into her chest did have me shook. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mo I like that moment. And I like that it happens like in the background because mm -hmm. we're like, you can see him on... setting up for it and yeah. everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like spitting the tire iron, <laughs> tire iron like winding it up basically. <laughs> to shove into her chest mm -hmm. and now okay so breaking this down even just a tad bit it's very clear that this was not the best prank um and quite frankly they really like you said they they could have ended it so much earlier yeah i think for me it's just how long and how drawn out this prank seemed to be because once once she like throws up and he's freaking out in the room you really like you really could have been done there. 
Like he, yeah. he already thought that he killed her. He already thought she was dead. Like I, I just don't see the need to have this secondary portion of the <laughs> yeah. prank, this like prank two, if you will. <laughs> prank like, part two. <laughs> yeah. And they think it's, most of them think that this bit is hilarious and that's why they want to keep it going because they think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But on the, at the same time, what is the benefit i i could see if maybe they were filming him the whole time mm-hmm. or something like that because she turns her phone on presumably to have that gotcha moment right but at the same time or they could have driven him out there and then just left him there and right. then and she could have popped up in the back seat like <laughs> and then they could have driven away and left him there maybe there like are 20 so many <laughs> so but, many ways that she could have ended up not dead but also this so this to me is where I have a really big issue with Cassidy. Like I think she is the least interesting and I think she is the most I don't want to say hypocritical cuz that, that's not true. My favorite characters in this are Claire and Jessica. I think that acting wise and also just like who they are as people is the most interesting to watch them mm-hmm. navigate the situation. Cassidy, to me, I just don't get anything from her besides I'm a nice, I'm nice, and now I don't want to be friends with you guys anymore. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue is with her is I feel like she doesn't do enough to warrant me feeling sorry for her in any possible way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. She's just like, I just don't, I don't, I don't vibe with Cassidy at all. Okay. Interesting. She's real boring to me. Like, (laughs) girl, what else do you do? (laughs) That's not, that's not a bad assessment. Because she does play kind of like our straight woman in terms of uh, this cast of characters. Who's kind of, you know, she's our, she's our main protagonist, if you will. And she's kind of guiding us through this scenario as we're following her and her journey dealing with this very much murder that they committed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like I, I get that because this feels like a pseudo ensemble piece. And earlier when I said all the characters had very interesting, uh, or at least had an interesting trait to keep them memorable. I think Cassidy was the only one who missed that. Um, because yeah maybe they felt it was unnecessary since she was the main character and we were going to be spending a majority of our time with her. They decided to keep her character kind of plain on the page, but I can, I can see how that would then be a catalyst for people not being able to connect with her uh, throughout the course of the movie. She also flip flops. It seems a lot like not in terms of her direct moral, her direct morals, but just the way that she even navigates with this sorority post the incident, I think is kind of confusing for her character wise, because if she like, yes, she's being somewhat framed to go Mm -hmm. along with everything, but why does she have no backbone to at least separate herself from these girls? Something. And that's what I think kind of bugs me is when they're doing that little cheer circle, um, I keep forgetting her name. Ellie. Ellie. Ellie says, like, I love that you keep it real or something, like, with people around you. And I'm like, when? Because I think <laughs> the biggest thing for me with this group of girls is that 
And I don't want to compare it to the original movie too much, but but I will say I did see this movie first before I ever saw the original one. So I only okay. ever had this movie to go off of. And when I watched the original one, there are two things there are there are a couple things that I like in that one that I think this movie omitted that I wish they would have included that I think would have made it more enjoyable for me. Oh, okay. One of them is having more girls. In the original, there are seven girls. Mm-hmm. In this one, there are only five after Megan gets killed. I wish that there were more because in the grand scheme of things, only three of them die. Yeah. And I wish that there were more. I wish there was more of a body count for the sorority sisters because, like, that's who I want to. All their boyfriends and stuff dying, like, that don't hit for me because mm-hmm. I don't really care about them dying. I'm just right. like, whatever. <laughs> I want to see more sorority sisters die. And then. <laughs> and then sorority row, damn it. Sorority row. Can I see some heads rolling from these <laughs> girls? But uh, the other thing in the original one is I. I think in the beginning, it didn't start with a party. It, which is kind of irrelevant, but it started with like a more mundane kind of day and you really had time to meet these girls and you could see that why they were friends and like why they all hung out with each other. Mm-hmm. I think I lose that a little bit in this movie. I wish I saw a little bit more camaraderie between them before everything goes bad because then I would have been like, oh, that sucks because they kind they did like each other or at least get along to some degree. Right. And this is what is tearing them apart. Because instead in the beginning, like I don't know why they're friends with, I know it's because Ellie does their homework, but like, why is Ellie there? Why does Cassidy even stand Jessica? Mm-hmm. Like, I know why Claire's there because she doesn't have a backbone. I know why Chugs is there, but like, I don't know why Cassidy is there like uh go with your dance friends why are you here (laughs) (laughs) go do another dance like Uh i don't know why you hang out with these girls y'all don't see you really don't and i get that they're meant to be bitchy and bitches and not really have that camaraderie right but but you kind of you you need that for these kind of movies though especially when you have this like college younger kids setting because you need to feel bad for them when the bad things start happening. And for the most part, these girls motivation for staying involved in everything truly was that it's Theta Pi and we're sisters. And that is just the, that is the, the argument that will stem the entire movie is no matter what happens, but we're sisters, right? Like we're sisters, the power of sorority sisters will get us through everything. And it's like, low-key, nah. Like, y'all yeah. murdered somebody. <laughs> yeah, like, you smooth murdered someone. And I I get, I know, I think it was smart for them to wrap her up in Cassidy's coat. Because then you're like, yeah. okay, that's how they got Cassidy in. Mm-hmm. But, so we flash forward eight months, which I also think was a misstep. I don't think we should have flash forward so far. Because, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to see a little bit more of that fallout. Instead, we flash ahead. Yeah. And they've been living their lives but we didn't get to see yeah we didn't any get to of see their lives <laughs> what really had like we we got to see none of the fallout for yeah. what actually happened we just we're skipping to the point of time where it is now just a story it's just something that has yeah. happened and the characters know about it but they're no longer actively dealing with it which is not really fun for something that you just spent the first 20 minutes of the movie um yeah. setting up because uh, 
I think like for for a movie like I know what you did last summer, I feel like that doesn't bother me as much in that movie because it was a stranger yeah. that it happened to. But in this, it was presumably the sixth person in their little girlfriend group. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see like a little bit more of even if we just got one scene of them going back to the sorority house and going back to the party and just see how each person reacts entering back into that party without Megan. Yeah. Like, even if we just saw Cassidy go up and slam her door and not come out, but, like, maybe everybody else goes back to the party. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. I would have been like, okay, cool. I get it. I yeah, know yeah. that this is kind of going to be the vibe. Instead, we flash forward eight months, and presumably Cassidy only talks to Ellie a little bit maybe now, but has yeah. kind of distanced herself from everybody else, which is another thing. I'm like, girl, Ellie ratted you out. Ellie was like... <laughs> killer i don't care i need my scholarship i throw cassidy in the mind shaft i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> like i was like so why are you yeah. still friends with ellie <laughs> the way she smooth switched on you in the moment i <laughs> so fast <laughs> i cannot believe that friendship held still <laughs> uh, but i do i do want to uh backtrack a tiny bit to one of your earlier points which is about the number of girls mm-hmm. um which i thought was an interesting point because I was on the opposite side. I actually thought that we had too many girls in this one. Really? Uh, yes, because we... Mostly because we use up some of the body count on non-sorority sister girls. Yeah. I think that's why I think there are too many girls. Because this movie is just long. Like it's a, it's a very long movie. And I think part of the reason why the movie is so long is because there are so ma- there's so much coverage. That they have to do between all of these characters. And if we're not going to center all of the horror around just this group of girls, like if we're going to go outside this group and start killing people um, who are auxiliary to them, that's just adding up even more yeah. runtime for me in a movie that's already entirely too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so although I agree with the point that I would love to see more sorority girls getting hacked up in creative ways in this movie, because we're not getting a lot of that for me, that was a miss for this one where I, yeah. I think for this remake, um, if this is the route they were going, I think we could have stepped, we could have stood to lose maybe one girl and then it would have potentially cut some time out of the movie. Yeah. But see, I think if they, if they had, jumped sooner into the killer like doing things and had the kills be more like back to back to back mm-hmm. i think we could have we it would have been cool to have more girls yeah. but as it stands at the moment there's some space between mm-hmm. the kills so if they had added more girls and kept it at the pace it is now oh yeah this movie would have been like two hours long yeah <laughs> but if they had if they had sped up the pace cut out some of those boyfriend characters they don't even need to cut them out i just don't think they needed to die because i was like who are these boys like mm-hmm. <laughs> get them out of the house <laughs> <laughs> i'm sick of them <laughs> yeah it, it was just one of those things where, like that that was a big con for me was the runtime of this movie it yeah. felt like it dragged um, even though there are parts that I like, like that was that was a killer for me. I had to take this one in in, um, in bearable chunks. chunks. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's why I feel like it's it's just boring in the sense of I this is this to me 
feels like a movie that should be quick in the sense of we should have deaths on deaths on deaths and it should all happen and and to a certain degree it does all happen within a day once things start happening it happens like within a 24-hour span Mm -hmm. and so things should be happening quick and i think they spend too much time on the things that aren't important Mm -hmm. in a movie like this and like not enough time on the slasher aspect of it yeah or things that we're familiar with because again this movie is not uh breaking any boundaries in terms of what it's doing this is basically a mix of i know what you did last summer scream and i don't know the original movie right yeah. where, where it's just it's doing everything that we are used to in your typical slasher of this kind but because it's not adding anything new i think it um it causes certain parts to drag because we've already seen this and we've seen this a thousand times and it's i think it's okay for a movie to be a combination of a bunch of movies that we enjoy to create something new i'm actually very much okay with that but when we're treading the same water that we've already treaded in several movies prior it just feels very it feels very slow yeah. And I think the difference between, I mean, this is a big leap in terms of, I think, quality here, but compared to like something like Cabin in the Woods, right, where Cabin in the Woods knows what it is. And so it takes it takes the formula that you're expecting to see from that movie and it tweaks it where this movie, I think, takes three or four formulas, put them together, but stays very by the book for each one of them. Yeah. And and which is fine. Like I like I've mentioned this many times before. I love a formulaic slasher. Like that's mm-hmm. what I turn on when I just want to watch something. But yeah, I think where this one fudges up for me is I love okay. I like most of these kills. Like mm-hmm. Chugs's kill is my favorite. Yeah, I think Chugs that, that has a great is kill. A fantastic kill. And then you get um Claire's kill, which I also think is really great. Mm-hmm. That, that's <laughs> and <it>. then silence. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> which sucks because I'm like, okay, I'm looking forward to the kills. Like that's what it's gonna yeah. be. Not a tire iron is not a bad idea for a mm-hmm. weapon at for all. A weapon, no. I, and I, I, I quickly jump in to say that I think that was one of the most unique things about this movie is even when you look at the poster for this movie you have this this assailant wielding this makeshift uh combat knife version of a tire iron yeah and you're like okay this is a different weapon i haven't seen people getting massacred with this before let me see it you're like i i like that they did the little like mtv pimp my ride thing to it because it's a tire iron but then exhibit was like we know you like to kill people, so we've equipped <laughs> knives at the end of each <laughs> of each point. So he's like souped it up or whatever. And then my man's apparently been training with Captain America with that aim because he can hit anything for ten miles the with that accuracy. Tire. Okay, Deadshot. <laughs> like and yeah, <laughs> he is a killing machine and just annihilating people left, right, center, ninjaing. <laughs> Through the halls. <laughs> like a goddamn shuriken, man, just slicing. I'm surprised it didn't come back like a boomerang. The way my, my boy was slanging it. But um yeah. But I like- with all, that strength. <laughs> <laughs> all these skills misplaced. You had such a future outside of college. You could- 
done. You could have worked for worked for like I don't know the CIA. Like a covert ops. You, look, you had a future, all right. And you were valedictorian, boy. <laughs> the talent. <laughs> But it's a yeah, and it's a cool weapon. Um, and I don't actually. I'll even throw in. I I liked my um Mikey. I think that was Claire's mm, Mickey. Uh, Mickey. Yeah, Claire's yeah, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. The, Claire's boyfriend, like trash shoot death or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I even liked that one. But I think the other ones, they it almost just felt like they ran out of ideas or <laughs> mm-hmm. they because some of them just feel a little bit too like. And here it is, because it feels like for a moment there, some of the deaths feel specific. Like, I think that's why I like Chugs and Claire so much, is they feel specific to the person. Yes. And I like that a lot. And I almost wish that that was more of a through line, because we do find out that the killer does know these people. He knows a lot about them, actually. Yeah. So that, that was something that I did. That I did wish it had a little bit more of, but mm-hmm. let's I, talk. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I agree. Go, go for it. Um, let's talk about a character that. Oh my gosh, why are they in this, Maggie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what Maggie? What are you doing here? What's the, <laughs> so was Maggie's only point in the entire movie for us to just think that she's the killer is that is that all she's there for i think so i feel like they threw her in as a red herring which is kind of frustrating because we already had like three yeah (laughs) at that point (laughs) that position was already filled (laughs) like it's been filled we had backups on backups we had understudies and then they (laughs) threw maggie in and I think I think it was partly that, and I do think it was also partly because she kind of brings up some uncertainty within the girls, but mainly Ellie. But then at the same time, I feel like that's what the texts are doing for them. Yeah, it's already they're already getting that. So to bring Maggie in, who by the way I don't think was acting weird at all when she came in to talk to them. No. <laughs> and they were the ones who were acting super fucking weird and then they all acted like she was being super creepy, which was another misstep cuz I'm like if she's meant to be a potential killer, you didn't write her weird or creepy enough. She just came in and was basically like, "Hi guys, we've met before. I'm Megan's little sister like Hi. <laughs> I'm probably going to rush next week. Like, literally, that's all she says. And they're like, no. oh, my God. You fucking, you psycho bitch. Like, you dug up your sister. <laughs> Hi. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to scare you, Ellie. How'd she know my name? I'm Maggie. I met you before. All of you. When I was 15. Right. You're bigger. <laughs> You've grown up. <laughs> I decided I'm coming to Rossman next year. I think it's important for my sister, you know, some closure. And uh, I think it'd be good for my parents, too. So So how are they doing? Okay, they couldn't come today. Still way too hard. But I didn't want to miss it. Anyways, I just wanted to come by and say hello and let you guys know that I'm going to be rushing Theta Pi next year. I'm going to be sick. We'd be lucky to have you. Bye. Bye. 
all sorts of creepy. Can't imagine why. No way she's getting in with that outfit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I think she's pretty normal. I also like the like lifetime blurry effect that they have on her and the like light that's shining down on her when she's walking through, uh, the, walking crowd. through the crowd. <laughs> she looks like an angel that's like Maggie? coming to collect a soul. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That was that was pretty funny. That was pretty <laughs> Yeah, that character I think I, I dude, I, I I am double downing on the fact that they really just wanted that red herring in there and yeah. fine. But honestly, I think I would have been more satisfied if they just made her a part of it in some way. Even if she wasn't yes. the main antagonist, okay, fine. But just having her in there just to say at the end, oh, by the way, it's not her in a movie that I've already complained has too many characters and is running too <laughs> yeah. long. Why? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? What's yes. the point? Agreed. I actually have I have an alternate ending for this that I think would have been much better that I'll tell you Ooh, about that kind okay. of involves that idea okay. um, when we get more close to the end. But <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that's really, really frustrating too about Maggie is we get so little time with her in the beginning and then she's there for the entire final act. Yeah. Girl, bye. Because why <laughs> do you... Why are you here doing all this stuff? And how did you get trapped? How did the fire, how did you allow the fire to spread so much that you got trapped in that little corner when you had an entire house that was unablazed that you could have exited through? I don't understand how she was trapped. And also it pisses me off because she's trying to figure out how to get back over the fire. Mm-hmm. And Ellie says, wrap yourself in that curtain and run through. And I said, the curtain by the window <laughs> that she could have gone through? Is that the curtain you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was speechless when they did the wrap yourself in that curtain. And then she goes up and rips the curtain down. And there's a full, full window. window. Like, a walls it's not even a little window like it takes up the entire wall yeah but if she <laughs> went through the window they wouldn't have been able to do that badass walk out the house shot <laughs> dude <laughs> it was pretty nonsensical i'll give it to you it was nonsensical uh and honestly there's a lot there's a lot of things within this plot though that are pretty fucking nonsensical like when you yeah. really think about it oh yeah like which i don't door. think this movie is wants you to do it doesn't want you to really yeah. think about it too much that uh, part has me blown, but then also the part where they can't open the door to let Claire inside. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, it's quite an easy move there. Yeah, and I want to be clear when I say they can't open the door. The killer didn't do anything to the door. It's a regular door mm-hmm. that they've used many yeah. times before. They just forgot to unlatch it at the top. And so yeah. Claire and so, dies. <laughs> so Claire dies for that. Also, Claire just apparently um, is allergic to knots because she can't just take the one off of her leg that is yeah. going to murder her soon. Or just slip her foot out. Considering that's like it's not a it's not even a it's, rope. It's like an electrical it's plug. A, an electrical <laughs> like, plug that just happens to be loosely wrapped, wrapped around, her, around ankle. her ankle. But she didn't notice, I guess, until he pulled it. 
yeah, she can't slip her foot out. Also, she is adamant about turning the hot tub off. And then they say, we should go with you. And she goes, I'm okay. okay. She has a flare gun. I have a flare gun. (laughs) People are getting murdered all around me. But you know what? I got the power of the flare, baby. Guys, it's Nobody can hurt me. I can signal for help if I, <laughs> if I get attacked, guys. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, Claire. The way the like character I, walks to her death, unreal. Oh my gosh, she wanted it at that point. I mm-hmm. have a hard time believing she didn't want to die, which is because, unfortunate for that character too. Because I agree with you, she's one of my favorites. Yes, I really like the journey that she goes on. I think out of everybody. Hers is the most interesting because she was the one, she was like the only character that was in the middle. Like, I think Ellie and and Cass, or Cassidy were like on one side of this is wrong. Yeah. And then Chugs and Jessica are like, no, this is what we're doing. Right. And Claire was just kind of like swayed in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I like her character because she's one where she keeps pretending that everything is fine, but you can tell that she is very guilty about things and mm-hmm. it is just because she she can't make up her own mind about things she like doesn't have her own opinion about things yeah. and i like that she like discovers that mm-hmm. throughout the movie and then yeah and then she dies in one of these silly out of ways. everybody the dumbest way which is like such a bummer for her character yeah because it, it's very nice to see a character who actually changes throughout the course of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the characters tiptoe into the idea of change, but then remain just stay steadfast. Yeah, like Jessica. To their ways, yeah. like Jessica, which is why like I liked Claire. And I do think Jessica's an interesting character, but I think that she was one layer away from being a very... Uh, a, a very well-written character. Because I think if mm-hmm. we explored her guilt a bit more... If we explored the other side outside of her just being a bitch, like we, I think there was a lot to work with there because we even take the time to see what's going on with Jessica outside of the sorority. Clearly she has a really crappy relationship with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's dad Mm -hmm. um, based in politics and all this stuff. Like she has a lot of pressure on her to keep up this facade and everything needs to look perfect and 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 everything can be nothing can go wrong in her life and that i think is a great catalyst for her choices mm-hmm. but we only ever get momentary bits of that and then before we finally get to explore that full spectrum she's fucking dead so yeah. like she gone she gone so it's it's unfortunate because in within this movie you do have some characters that have the depth of real people, but because they need to fit this specific role, I think we don't get to watch their full journey, and that and that sucks. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, or they get killed in silly ways, like Claire, which is also equally unfortunate. Yeah. And also, I do want to talk, although I love Chugs' death scene, mm-hmm. what is this doctor side plot? That they got that's, going on that's in here. That's what I'm saying. What was now, the point of him other that? than to to flaunt my man's perfect aim? Like, <laughs> yes. what, what else was that for? <laughs> just to have, <laughs> just to have him dead aim shot this man in the eyeball. <laughs> just yeah. for him to sharpshooter Erica straight through the dome, <laughs> straight like, through the. <laughs> It was a great throw. It was cool. I even love the silhouette. It looks yeah. it looks awesome. But why is it here? 
Why do we Why need this? Here? Why do we have to have this plot where... Because I think Chugs could have been an interesting character. Mm-hmm. I do think that they were setting up something there that could have been explored. Because, because right she, now, she's... Oh, she's the, I was going to say, like, in our version, she's just the party girl. Yeah. She she likes to drink, and she is known... Like, they call her many times within the sorority, they call her a slut. Mm-hmm. Simply because she likes to have sex. Like, and, and I think they kind of could have done something with her where... Because she, to me, is the most, the one who is completely the same from beginning to end to when she dies. She has not changed an inch. Mm -hmm. And I think they maybe could have done something there where, like, that increased. Maybe her, like, sleeping with people and and her alcoholism increased Mm -hmm. as a result of what happened, which I feel like they kind of tiptoe into a little bit. But at the same time, she was already like that at the beginning Mm -hmm. and it almost even feels like they kind of start to have it where she feels almost ashamed of what she's doing but she's like leaning into this image that they have of her but it's just not like they never go anywhere with her and i hate that she it just feels weird like i'm like why do we have this weird power dynamic where this adult who it gives her pills and is supposed to be like her therapist i think is forcing mm-hmm. her to sleep with him for the pills it's just and ever and it's like a joke like everybody in the movie treats it Knows like it's it. totally normal and yeah. they like want her to get them pills that's what's fucking weird if everybody else thought it was weird mm-hmm. i would have been like okay cool so this is like a they they acknowledge that this is like a shitty thing that's happening Everybody puts their their uh, requests on a piece of paper like she's running out to the fast food place to get their order. Yes, it's like so fucking weird. So when he like when he comes and it, it just feel, hers, I think, feels the weirdest because it's like this horrible thing has been happening. And then like she dies and like. And it feels like she's being pun- the way that she dies. As much as I love it, it does feel like she's being punished for her promiscuity. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I feel like she was really being taken advantage of here. Like this is really yeah. weird. Most like most definitely in that scenario, she's being taken advantage of. And also, I think, at least for me, it's just that next step in character exploration. Right? Like we have the promiscuous college girl. A lot of us know that person or have known that person or we have seen them within this movie. That's already been established. But also, who are they? I think mm-hmm. that's the more interesting thing. How did they become this way? Why are they like this? And if it is just this is who they are, but then they deal with something like this movie does where a catalyst event happens that should alter you as a person, I want to see that alteration happen. And for other girls, it does happen in different forms. But yeah, for Chugs, it it doesn't seem to have really affected her or her life in too much in, in too much of a way outside of her brother being sent off. Yeah, to like a psychiatric hospital, and God, that whole thing. And even her that and didn't seem to affect her. She that didn't much. give a fuck. She really <laughs> didn't. Her and her brother's relationship is so s- s- weird too, because like she 
cares enough to not get him in trouble, mm-hmm. but like she also just doesn't really seem to care about him at all. <laughs> yeah. It's it's they they have a weird dynamic there, but I, I wanna I throw I don't think they should have been related. Sorry, that just you saying that made me think. I was like, he should have just been a guy. A guy, yeah. Yeah. Like what what do we gain from making them siblings, honestly? Nothing. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> for real. Uh, I wanted to throw in there, though, that I know we're having a lot of conversation here about, like, character exploration, like, what uh, what characters' motivations are, yada, 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 within a college slasher. I know <laughs> that that may seem a little um, obtuse to be doing, but I think that that's one of the, the merits of really good horror films within this genre. It's a very generic genre, right? But... A lot of it can be fixed through the characters that you write and the story that it's being told through these characters' journeys. So, so yeah, even if this movie's from 2009, I think that's just, like, that was one of the symptoms that made a lot of these movies within this realm feel very generic and similar is they didn't take that next step to explore ideas that the other ones didn't. And I mm-hmm. think later on, as we go through history to some more... Um, nuanced takes at these genres you'll see them explore different things like what is happening with these characters outside of the school um how did they get here like these little things can add such life to a story that is otherwise very generic and Mm -hmm. so i think commenting on that is important because the kills are great in a horror movie everybody wants to see blood we want to see violence we want to see gore yada 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 but the characters, having good characters in your horror movie is night and day difference. Yeah. And and that is also to say, like, taking this back to what I said earlier is it's totally acceptable to have a straightforward, this is just for us, this is a college slasher, I don't give a fuck about the characters kind of a thing. That's totally fine with me as well. My issue with this movie is I think it tries it teeters the line it doesn't Mm -hmm. know which one it wants to be Mm -hmm. sometimes it wants to be that like silly slasher and then sometimes it wants to be like but what if we dig a little bit deeper and i'm i don't like that i don't like the way it goes back and forth because i'm like you can't make half the characters maybe having something deeper going on but then you have a character like chugs who does feel straight out of like you know, the prom night remake where mm-hmm. you don't really go that deep with things. Yeah. And so I think that's where I get a little bit bored with this one is it doesn't know which one it quite wants to be. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels like it meanders right. for me. For a lot of this movie feels really like sluggish until we finally get to the party scene. Yeah, I think the once end. the party happens, the movie does pick up enough traction to push it all the way through the end. Mm-hmm. Um, even if some character choices are, like we said, a little nonsensical <laughs> later on, uh, there is still enough uh, momentum to keep the plot going. Um, but talking a little bit about the climax here. Um, now, I know, I think the homies know by now that you already have gripes with some of the conclusion. Yeah. Um, but talk to me a little bit real quick about the actual mystery behind this. Now, this wasn't your first time watching it, but mm-hmm. do you remember when you watched it initially, if you were able to um, figure out who the killer was before it was revealed? Yeah. So, no, I didn't know who the killer was the first mm-hmm. time that I watched it. 
And when it was revealed, I had a huge question mark just <laughs> <laughs> right in my mind. Like how people have light blows, think cartoons have light bulbs that pop up uh -huh. over people's heads. Imagine that, but mine was just a question mark. a question mark. mark. <laughs> <laughs> just confusion. <laughs> Yo, I feel that. I feel that. But talk to me. Talk to me about why. <laughs> so uh, we have this. Okay. So we come to find out that the killer of the entire movie is Andy, mm -hmm. right? That's his name. Yeah, Andy, who is Cassidy Cassidy's, Cassidy's boyfriend, who she has been dating since at least the murder happened. Like they were at least dating at that point. So they've probably mm -hmm. been together for a good long while. But what the fuck? Because Andy is kind of an irrelevant character in the grand scheme of things. We it, overall, Andy has been kind of a nothing character. Yeah. Like, yes, he is there and he's Cassidy's boyfriend and they're really into each other. But we don't see him in any context besides being Cassidy's boyfriend. We don't find out their backstory. We don't find out their like how long they've been together, like what their plans are after college besides just going to his parents' house. And like, we don't even know why, what he did at the school. We just know he's valedictorian, but like, is he rich? Is he poor? Like th there are just things about him that we just don't know. And then he's revealed as the overall villain of the movie. And they want to tell me, they want to look me in my eyes and tell me <laughs> that he is killing these people be to protect Cassidy because he doesn't want anyone to find out about what happened. So his solution is to murder more to make sure nobody finds about the original murder that Cassidy didn't even do. Like she was just there. And he says this thing to her where he's like, oh, the things that she told me that you've done. What, what did, she, did do? she do? I know Cassidy. I know everything. Ellie told me some of the things she said, but some of the things you did. I freed us. These are horrible people. Playing house, sitting around circling each other's fat, drinking their lives away. You've been trying to get away for a year. I'm just helping you cut the cord. She was the only one who was wanting to tell the police. She was the only one trying to help her. So what did she do? And that's another thing. That's why I said, Cassidy, Ellie is a snake in the grass because Ellie, <laughs> <laughs> Ellie is the one that told Andy what happened, which why? Why? I I haven't seen Ellie and Andy even have a conversation yeah, in this entire movie. And yet we find out that she confided in Andy and told him what happened. Girl, why? I like that so that was weird to me, but like were they it's hooking just, up or yeah, like, like or what was she happening? Just, she there? just wanted to tell someone why would she tell Cassidy's boyfriend and so then we find out that all the other guys that died like basically everybody but cassidy told someone else so that's mm -hmm. why everyone had to die yeah and 
Yes. And in that also is ends up being the case for um Carrie Fisher's character who finds out kind of in the last moments that that is what happened. That's another thing. I'm like Andy is just that when we find out that it's Andy, regular degular him, and he's <laughs> dodging shotgun bullets like he's in the fucking matrix. Oh my god. Now hold on. Hold on here. Let's not say this man was dodging them bullets because he was smooth doing a slow walk across that floor. That's what I could say. Nah, nah, nah. That was the character with zero aim. You had you had one character with perfect aim and another character that can't hear shit in the same room together is what that was. It's just like uh, what she was. She had so many shots. And so many shots. He basically just stood behind a pillar and let her just blast them all off <laughs> and then of course her gun got jammed when she had a clear shot the clearest this, opening the clearest shot of all time and somehow some way andy just knew he just knew <laughs> in just, that moment that that's enough yeah because he really <laughs> was taking a chance by stepping out like because she didn't know her gun was jammed until, until she tried, she to, tried shoot to shoot him. So how did he know the gun was going to be jammed? He really just thought she was going to not shoot him? Well, maybe because she'd missed 10 shots up until then, <laughs> he was like, maybe I don't have to dodge. Yeah, he was like, maybe I could just walk up on you okay. <laughs> and everything will be fine. And he does end up killing her with a fucking table. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she ended pushes. up not being too much of a threat. Also, bless her heart. Love you, Carrie Fisher, but I your love character you, Carrie Fisher. useless in this she's, movie. They she she's really underutilized in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they really definitely could have had her be. I I was hoping she was going to be much more of a of a part in it, kind of like in like Black Christmas, the mm-hmm. sorority mother and that. But yeah. yeah, they kind of underutilize her, especially. I think they really could have used her too to kind of help with the Megan situation because it's like one of her sorority sisters is, is missing. Gone. Is yeah. gone. I would have liked to see that how, how that affected uh, her. That would have been such good underlying tension if she yeah. was slowly figuring out what was happening while everything was happening. That would have been so good. Because she finds out. She doesn't really care. To, that's another thing. They have that whole situation with like Maggie sleeping with Jessica's mm-hmm. boyfriend that comes at a time that it shouldn't have happened because I'm like, there's a killer in the house. Hey, let's <laughs> get past this. But like, that's when she finds out that they had something to do with Megan potentially being killed because they mm-hmm. kind of think it's Megan. But and she, she has no time to process it because yeah. she's trying. She's worried about the killer in the house. And I was yeah. just like, damn. Also, like. Where'd she get the shotgun from? Honestly, <laughs> you, I, I don't need the answer to that question. <laughs> but back to Andy, like, that's just not strong enough for me. And because Andy, because I know nothing about Andy, I I don't know why he's would do this. Like, yeah. maybe he was already kind of crazy or maybe he has some underlying reasons that he's like, yes, Cassidy is the one for me. Or like, we have to get through this with our names unscathed. Like, mm-hmm. Kyle, to me, would've Jessica's made, boyfriend, would have made way more sense. Made way more sense because his dad's political career is on the line. Mm-hmm. He can't allow anybody to find out about this. 
Andy, baby, what are you gonna lose? <laughs> right, and they even <laughs> they even red herring Kyle too, though, which is yeah. which is annoying because it's like, okay, we get it, you're doing the scream thing, but just pick, eh, just pick one and yeah. give us clues to lead us to him. You don't have to subvert where we're looking every two seconds because I yeah. feel like that's a lot of what the ending is. Is just like. Ah, you thought it was them, but it's really not. It's Andy. It's and Andy. it's like, oh, it's it's Kyle. And now, oh, Jessica betrayed Cassidy. Cassidy betrayed Jessica. And now the house is on fire. I'm like, <laughs> pick a struggle. Like everything is can't go wrong all at once. Like I want to just have one thing that they have to focus yeah. on. Yeah. Or if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna throw everything at us all at once, you need to have a strong foundation for that yeah. to back everything up because at this point you're doing that but you're also still trying to trickle in plot points and it's yeah. like maybe we're far past that like we are far past that because right now the foundation is a a lovesick valedictorian who has a british accent but is doing an american accent <laughs> <laughs> and, it's shaky it's shaky <laughs> And now I don't want to I don't want to fault Andy too much because I do think once Andy does get to finally say words and do his role, he does OK. Like he does everything yeah. I need him to do um, for the killer reveal. But it does really feel like with Andy, he was chosen primarily for the reason of he's got the he's got the least reason to be the killer. Right. So so it would be the hardest person to guess is the killer. Um, right. Which for these who done it kind of movies, I think it's very easy to play the game of let's make it as hard as possible to guess who the killer is. But I think that that's not always the best choice. I think mm -hmm. sometimes if your if your plot is stronger because it leads us down the path of figuring out someone as the killer, then go that route. Don't mm -hmm. just change it. Don't just change the killer's motivations to fit a different person just for the sake of tricking your audience. Yeah. I think that weakens your movie overall. Yeah, yeah. Because it just, it it makes this p reveal, this payoff, it's just not satisfying because I'm like, it's, it's Andy the whole time and and I guess the thing about it too that I don't quite understand is he was also terrorizing Cassidy and I feel like why do that if you love her so mm -hmm. this is this will kind of tie into what I was saying earlier about my alternative ending and who I think should have what they should have done for the villain also i just just want to say it i thought it was kind of funny because the actor that plays andy was on pretty little liars and every time they got a text it reminded me of like pretty little liars so i'm <laughs> getting like a text from a uh -huh. um but i think what would have been nice is if everybody got different texts like if hmm. it was different for everybody, they all got something, but it wasn't always the same text coming in at the exact same time. Cause it's like, okay. I, I just think be because they shouldn't have always been together or they should like, I wish Chugs had gotten her own text when she was at the house or mm -hmm. Jessica got her own text, like when she was off alone somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I think what they could have done is 
you have this whole character of Garrett who you bring back as another red herring and mm -hmm. you don't really do anything with him. I think that whole scene was really unnecessary because it felt a little bit of a waste. It just like they left the house, go to go, go to find Garrett, find Garrett, run him over. And then they go back to, go the, back house. to the house. And it's like, what, what did we just do all that for? Besides to see that Garrett was also getting texts and that rules him out. Like that's what that scene was for. What I think they should have done is I do think that Garrett should have been killing people. Mm -hmm. But I think they should have been sending Garrett. Garrett should have been getting his own texts that were basically blackmailing him into taking out these people. Ooh. And so he is the killer, technically. But then they do successfully kill him. Mm -hmm. And then I think that either maggie or ellie should yeah. have been pulling the strings and mm -hmm. they should have been the real killer the real person who was doing all that but they were just using garrett to kind of hide their fingerprints kind of a thing yeah. because maggie has no other reason to be there unless she knows if she found out in some way maybe garrett felt bad and he mm -hmm. told her or something like that she finds out and she goes there and she acts all innocent and everything's fine and you think that and then maybe we find out when they walk out together maybe we do find out that it was her mm -hmm. or if it was the only reason I thought Ellie is because Ellie is a blubbering mess for like the last portion of this movie. Mm -hmm. She's just crying. And then all of a sudden she comes out and she's like, she's just breaking down. She's shooting and she's aiming correctly. She comes in and she's like Wonder Woman all of a sudden. Right. She's like, jump through that fire. Get up here. <laughs> and like doing all this stuff that just feels so out of character for her. And because she's so unhelpful for the majority of the movie a lot of the times she's separate from the girls right. i could totally buy ellie was the only one of them who was on a scholarship she needed to be at that school mm -hmm. i could totally buy that she didn't trust that other people would keep that secret and mm -hmm. so she just decided to take them out she was also the only person that they used like they she was yeah. only their friend because they used her to do their homework yeah like she has no reason to be nice to these girls, but she liked Cassidy. So mm -hmm. maybe she kills, has everybody die, acts like she never knew in the end, lets Cassidy live, and then in the last moment, Cassidy found out that it was her the whole time. Mm -hmm. I and wrap that shit up. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> wrap love it. it up. Because what is Andy doing here? <laughs> <laughs> now, honestly, 100% agree, dude. Because between. Maggie and Ellie, I really feel like for me, those two made the best set sense as candidates for the killer. Yeah. Um, I think for the more solid, uh, straightforward pick, work with Maggie's character and then, like you said, do some variation um, to make her the killer or make her the mastermind at least. Um, I think that makes the most sense. And then for the cast of people that we already have, out of all of them, I also agree that Ellie would have made the most sense to be the killer as well. Because mm -hmm. we, if you're going to have her do that switch at the end anyway to be go from blubbering mess to badass, you very easily could have had her go from blubbering mess to I killed all y'all bitches. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely mileage there to be used. And I think that could have been really cool. Um, so I love the Erica 
ending <laughs> alternative, <of> sorority, ending. <laughs> alternative ending of sorority row um hopefully some producer someday yeah. calls your phone to make, get that shit situated guys make my movie i think especially too for a movie like this that is so much about sisterhood i think it would have been cool to have the killer be a woman mm-hmm. or be a sister have yeah. her be more involved in the actual sorority than have it be some guy who was just dating a girl in the sorority and yeah. all of a sudden he's like these bitches you're just like <laughs> them i'm like what the f- what are you talking about like, like you, it sounds like you ain't never said the word bitch before this <laughs> yeah. moment my guy it's- bitches and like (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and he's like you're just like them and he's like super mad about it also i got so tired of seeing cassidy hit this man with a lamp hit him with a candlestick (laughs) (laughs) i'm like not the candlestick in the kitchen like just Uh. kill him why do you keep knocking him unconscious and he also has the greatest bounce back time of all time he gets right? up in like 10 <laughs> seconds <laughs> and then is across the house in five <laughs> yeah dude maybe a misstep with the andy reveal gotta be honest maybe a misstep with that um because yeah having someone like ellie be the killer i think that that's the that's the kind of stuff that people love about scream right is like typically with those the killer has some sort of involvement with the group beyond just oh you happen to all be friends of my girlfriend but <laughs> yeah. y'all all gotta die so yeah. it's it's one of those like yeah you're, you're trying not to be too much like the movies that you are pulling from but i think because of that it ends up getting a little bit money and mm-hmm. ultimately it did leave me unsatisfied when it comes to the conclusion of things just because it was fine it wasn't like it was absolutely terrible, but it just wasn't anything super exciting or brand new. Yes, I I agree with that. It's 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 just like a run of the mill. It's you know you can kind of package it in with all the other like two thousand mid to well like yeah like mid two thousand fifteen slashers <laughs> slashers that were fall that were about like college and and mm-hmm. high school students. I think you could just kind of lump this one in, and it would just kind of get lost in the shuffle because it is following a formula, like which is fine. But I do think that this one is just not quite as fun as some other possibilities that you could find. And of course, we also have a little setup for a sequel Mm -hmm. um, that they hit us with at the end, which is also, they should have ended it with them walking out of the house. I, if nothing else, I think that was a good shot to end things on. And it Mm -hmm. gives that like Cheetah Girls, uh, girl power-esque vibe that I feel like matched that ending tone of like all the girls coming together to- to God, if they had- gotten the rights to the cheetah girl song <laughs> to play in that moment girl power girl power <laughs> your sisters we stick together except for maggie who's never been involved with us before um but yeah we get like it has another 15 months time jump maggie is now a theta pi and ethan is still alive i guess <laughs> <laughs> alive and for some reason has come back to the sorority house to exact revenge on a bunch of people who have no Nothing idea what to do the with fuck it. <laughs> he's pissed about 
So super excited for that sequel if it ever <laughs> happened or will happen. Super really looking forward to that. I guess there was one in the works, but it hasn't been like nothing has really come from it or been announced since. Maybe, maybe for the best. Maybe for the best. <laughs> for the best. Maybe let it simmer a little bit, and then I would like. I would. I think let them just reassess the situation i think the best thing that they could do is just do another sorority row don't even try and have it be a continuation of the story that they've already built upon like just start mm-hmm. again from mm-hmm. fresh and yeah do a different one and i think too it has been long enough um especially in 2022 now we've seen enough examples of like good nuanced college films that you have a lot to pull from now um to retell this story in possibly a more creative way mm-hmm. so yeah I, uh, maybe i'd be down for that as well since we're in the land of remakes and reboots right now anyway yeah. who knows maybe maybe it'll happen but yeah more importantly what are we rating this movie out of uh, okay we could rate this out of Boomerang tire irons. Boomerang tire irons. Overheated hot tubs. Say overheated hot tubs? Yeah. <laughs> let's do overheated hot tubs. Okay. Lucky. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. Okay. All right, homies. I think I am going to rate Sorority Row 2.5 out of 5 overheated jacuzzis. Uh, this movie's okay. I think you probably, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like at this point you guys have already picked up on kind of like that vibe from us, or at least from me, that I I don't have necessarily like big issues with this movie, but it didn't do anything special for me. It's just, it was the same sort of slasher vibe that I get from watching any slasher, B movie, college, whatever have you. Um, didn't do anything new, didn't do anything exciting. Um, there were some fun kills in there and the plot for the most part, it's, um, the plot is passable. And, um, if you're looking for a movie to just kind of throw on in the background and watch mindlessly, I think this serves that purpose, but all in all, because it's so generic and because it's so similar to things we've seen in the past, I'll bet it being an older movie, I can't really give it too high of a score. So for me, although it was kind of fun. 2.5 out of 5 overheated jacuzzis. Okay, yeah. I actually think I'm going to give this a 2 out of 5 overheated hot tubs. I just think it's boring. I I wish it was just more fun for what it was going to be because I, I like so many movies that are very similar to it. Like, they're so close. And... It's just something about this one. I think it just takes itself too seriously at certain times, but then at other times it doesn't take itself seriously enough. There's like moments of time where I'm like, why am I in this doctor's barren cement house watching her clack her heels through the halls? Like, I'm just like, what are we doing here? I need, I need something. And... There, the moments that I do want, like, and I forgot to mention this, so I'll just throw it in there now. There's a great, there's a moment I really, really like where um, Jessica and Claire are talking in the shower, and their sorority sister overhears them, and she gets killed. Like, I like, I preferred if they kept it more within the sorority, and the importance is there, and 
we're through this house. We're seeing them living in this house. We're seeing them operate with each other and cut out all this stuff with these extra characters, these boyfriends, these polit political dads. <laughs> the, we don't necessarily need all that stuff because I just think it takes away from what I'm here for, which is sorority row. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just... It's not my favorite. I'm not, I hardly ever, I rewatch this movie when I've forgotten what happens in it. Like, mm -hmm. I'll be like, I don't remember this movie and I'll go back and rewatch it and then like 10 years will pass before I even figure <laughs> it out again. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend it if you're in the mood for something like that. I think you can find, you know, other movies that are great urban legend for instance if you're in the mood for a college movie um prank gone bad type movie i think you could check that out but i also will say house on sorority row if you want to check that out i do prefer the original i think it follows kind of more of the tone of what i was hoping this one would be they're both on tubi mm -hmm. but yeah so two out of five hot tub hot uh, overheated hot tubs for me um because mm -hmm. yeah i don't think i would ever recommend this to anybody <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you said there is how you said it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah that's, that's sorority row y'all um uh, let me know your thoughts on this one if you've checked it out. Um, do you agree or do you actually enjoy this one? Do you think it's a pretty solid slasher? I would love to hear your thoughts. You can always talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer to kind of get a little up close and personal with the homies, you could always slip into our Discord. The link for that is in our social media bios. It's where all the homies hang out and we talk about all things spooky. And if you would like to have a little discussion in there with us, you are more than welcome to join. You can also always email us. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You know that it's Monday, and you know where we will be. We will be on Twitch tonight. We will be streaming live, playing spooky games. I will probably be screaming. Roshane will probably be holding down the team. And the homies will probably be in the chat hanging out. Uh, so if that sounds like something you'd be into, then please come and check us out on Twitch. The link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but not least, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do so on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we have, the better. It gets our podcast recommended to more people. And also, we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you're able to, we would love it if you'd review us there. Or if you listen on Spotify, then you can leave us a rating. Just go to our page and hit the stars next to our name and you can leave us a rating on Spotify as well. But that's it. That was Sorority Row. Thank you for listening. Thank you for not pranking us and mm -hmm. we hope you appreciated us not pranking you and if you are gonna if you do decide to prank uh maybe stray away from the pranks that leave somebody dead yeah yeah maybe stray away from the 
Rufy killed her pranks. Just, just workshop it a little I've more. I've never heard that one. I've never <laughs> heard that one succeed. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I think that um, one goes bad uh, 100% of the time. <laughs> 100% like unsuccess rate. So yeah, stray away from those. Stick to the goofy, silly pranks. And we will be talking to you guys next Monday. Same time, same place. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.